Uh, just do it now? Yeah. Be fine. Okay. Hey, this is Larry Hankin, and you better be watching to the Walter Paisley Movie House Show. I'm telling you, no joke. Walter Paisley Movie House. It's about my book, too. Welcome to the Walter Paisley Movie House, where we celebrate the little... In oh, no, that's my old one. Let me try my new intro. Welcome to the Walter Paisley Movie House, where we strive to be the best kind of terrible influence. Coming to you from Nilbog Manor Studios, our music is by Jonathan Harmon, and I am your host, Dylan Rory. We are brought to you by our partner sponsor, Can Can Cinema and Brasserie, a nonprofit cinema in the heart of Indianapolis. Be sure to check out their AV Club series, including a monthly cult movie hosted by yours truly. Today's guests are friends of mine who have a new project that they want to get the word out about and uh, see if they can find some funding for it. And I thought it'd be a good idea to have them on here to talk about it. One of them has been on the podcast before. You probably know him as Big Braden from the Greasy Strangler, Sky Elabar, who's joining us, and director James Henry Hall. He directed the short of Ben Evans' film, which they are now looking to make into a feature length. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. How are you doing, guys? Great. Great. Good. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for doing this. So, um, the Ben Evans film, I'm intimately aware of. I got to work on it with you guys as a PA. Um, this did. is it's a really interesting piece. James, why don't you give us a little background on the movie itself, where it came from, and uh, the author, and all that fun stuff, first and foremost. So a Ben Evans film is a brainchild of Josh Mallerman, whose uh, most notable work right now is uh, Bird Box, which is still remains uh, um, the, the the Netflix adaptation still remains uh, one of the highest uh, watched uh, of all time on Netflix, which is is amazing. Uh, it's been a great friend of mine for man, 15, 16 years, if not more at this point. Um, he was um proposition to write a short story for an ellen datlow um anthology and the theme had to be movie oriented so he wrote me one day that he had an idea about a guy who makes a film starring his recently deceased parents and i mean him and i share ideas back and forth all the time and you know that was just one of those gold nuggets where it was like wait there's there's a lot you can do with this and you know he pitched the idea of turning it into a short film. And I was like, yeah, if, if, if you give us the rights to do that, then we would more than happily do that. And so I uh, sat down with uh, my my uncle, Mr. Uh, Brett K. Hall, and we um, worked on the script and, um, you know, we sent it over to, to, to Josh and, and he really loved it. And um, the it is worthy of mentioning that the... Um, you know, as we work through the script, you know, there's a lot of things in the short story that we couldn't utilize just due to budget constraints and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So it kind of became the story that uh, evolved um, away from the uh, source material, which was nerve wracking in a way because it's like, hey, you know, this is, uh, you know, our version of it based on our limitations with budget. And Josh gave us this blessing on the story, um, which, you know, we were you know, when, when the short story is gold and then you come, come at it with some alterations and stuff like that, based purely on practicality, it's nerve wracking to present it to the author and be like, Hey, here, uh, I know it's a little different, but hope you enjoy it. Um, but Josh, you know, fully embraced it. 
and it gave us his blessing and um what we came with came up with i think is is beautiful and um sky's involvement came from josh and i around that time had watched greasy strangler and once it came down to casting for a ben evans film we immediately knew who would be perfect and um so we got in touch and uh sent sky the script and um yeah it, it turned into a beautiful collaboration and uh, as soon as we finished the short uh, probably even before that we knew that we had to turn it into a full length um actually no it was before that because i i think that uh there's so much material and so much that we could do when we were writing the actual short script that we knew hey there's there's a lot more to this character there's a lot more to the storyline that we can explore so um you know we started working on the the full length uh, script right away mm -hmm. and sky when they approached you with this uh how how did you view it when you first read that script? I liked the script and I liked the story. And I, I liked the fact that it came from Josh Mallerman and, and James uh, adapted it. The thing that we talked about initially when I, when James approached me was, is this just a one-off short or are we going to do a, a longer form of this? And he said, I love to do a longer form of this. So we had everything in place. We were thinking, do the proof of concept, get it out there, get the funding to do the feature mm -hmm. and go. And then as, mo as a lot of people in the creative world can say right now, COVID fucked up a lot of shit. Absolutely. I mean, we, that film, this film would be already done if not for COVID. Yeah, So it, it really did um, a number on the industry. I well, you know, Julie, my girlfriend, who is a makeup artist, had to basically stop doing makeup for movies to go. And now she teaches <laughs> aesthetics just because the business dried up so quickly for her here in the state. Um, it's kind of starting to open back up a little bit here. Um, how is it in Michigan where you are, James? It's uh, well, our, our first hit came with the uh, removal of the incentive, the tax uh, incentives. Mm -hmm. So that kind of started, I mean, we had a huge boom. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it just went away as soon as that incentive was gone. We built a studio here and things, big productions were coming here. We had Scream 4, we had Real Steel, we had Superman versus, or Batman versus Superman. Mm -hmm. And hundreds, maybe not hundreds, but, you know, tons of projects. And now I believe the studio sits pretty much empty and um we'll get some one-offs here and there and mm -hmm. um it's pretty much everyone that had uh came here um that was from here returning to michigan to be like hey you know i'm living in georgia now oh shoot i can come back to michigan and work on it so once those incentives uh, uh dissipated then a lot of the work went there's still some straggling but um behind but then covid just kind of wiped it out so yeah uh, we we get the occasional car commercials. I, I think a few independent films and music videos. Mm -hmm. uh, the good thing is, I mean, Detroit has a specific look to it, and yeah. I think that despite not having the breaks that we that we used to have, and COVID kind of killing things off, I think there's still a little bit of an industry just because Detroit has such a specific look to it that you yeah yeah. So right now we have this short that is really a really cool little film. 
Um, and I, I granted I'm biased, but it is a great short to watch. Um, I was, I had the advantage to watch it with the crowd again for the first time. I got to watch it with the crowd as long with you guys. And I believe James, you said that was the first time you'd seen it with a crowd. Was yeah, that right? That, yeah. That, that was the first time I saw it with a crowd just because, um, COVID kind of crushed any opportunity of doing that because yeah. we, yeah. we finished, we finished it right before everything started locking down mm-hmm. and, which is unfortunate because that's one of my favorite things in 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 terms of showcasing a finished film, just watching with an audience, seeing how they yeah. respond. And I I feel like that kind of took the wind out of the sails with it, mm-hmm. with not being able to showcase it. And a lot of film festivals either weren't happening or they were virtual, and it just put a whole. Um, squash on on the whole thing and once once we got on the other side of that that's when we started entering in film festivals again and Mm -hmm. um you know it it premiered uh at genre fest um over labor day weekend and we didn't get the chance to make it out but um i from what we hear it it went great uh sky won best actor for that i know Mm -hmm. we nominated a couple ways and then yeah played over in south africa um we were nominated nominated there as well so um it's great yeah, it's, it's it's a great film we're super proud of it and it's people are connecting with it in ways that we didn't foresee which is which is amazing and i think that's um the goal of any filmmaker in a way you know you obviously you want your audience to uh connect with it but the ways yeah. that you connect with it aren't ways we necessarily um intended which um I feel like most filmmakers, you know, they'll say, oh, yeah, I knew that they would, uh, uh, <laughs> I knew they'd connect with this and that, you know, I did that all along. Um, that wasn't the case with us, but um, we're just super happy to finally be able to show it to audiences in the way that it was intended. And, um, you know, hopefully we can uh, just dive right into it at the start of the year and hit the ground running and get mm-hmm. the year made because we have a lot of um there's you know ben's ben's world you know the sh- the proof of concept you get just such a small snippet of who this character is and what his world is yeah. and we're just very excited about the script that we have and um uh how, how ben e- evolves and how ben grows and and the opportunity to see more of his his background and his yeah. his, his, his setup and you know what he aims to be set out for in life so that was definitely my takeaway after watching it with the crowd. And I'd seen it a couple times prior to that, just in the house with a few friends and things. But watching it with the crowd, it plays so well as horror and also a very, very dark comedy. And with that, granted, it was a crowd of people there to see Greasy Strangler. So you kind of already knew the mindset of the people there. But but they they seem to really connect with it as both horror and comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and And it wasn't the kind of horror comedy that we usually get. It, it wasn't broad. It was subtle. It was kind of like, um, you know, I, I, I would compare it to Shaun of the Dead in that the jokes weren't played as jokes. They just came out of the horror itself. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, I thought it was great watching it with it. And I found myself at the end, really, I, it was the first time I'd watched it and thought, man, I want to know about Ben Evans' relationship with his parents before they died. That's what I'm really curious about. What made him to the point where he's like, you know what? This is okay. Mm-hmm. I'll just drag their bodies out and drop <laughs> them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, James is going to, as ha- I believe, has already addressed that issue in mm-hmm. the full script. Yeah. 
you know, that showing that, mm -hmm. giving more of a backstory to that anyway. Well, let's talk a little bit about the short. And when you were able to get all that compressed down for a short and basically get right to the meat of the story, uh, the casting decisions you made were really interesting. Um, Sky, of course, and then uh, the female lead and Poncho, you have you have these people in it that are definitely distinct, very unique. Um, what was the thought process behind that? Um, it, it was. Um, I mean, right off the bat, you know, uh, Josh and I, you know, knew that this this guy was perfect for it. And then trying to build that, you know, that team, you know, it was kind of. You know, we wanted people that were unique. We wanted people that were distinct, and um, we wanted people that we saw that the the role that we were offering them played to their strengths. Mm -hmm. And I think with we we wanted to be careful because we didn't want anyone to overshadow Ben. Um, you know, Ben is very distinct in his own right, and we didn't want right. out his like idiosyncrasies or um personality to be larger greater stranger or weirder than ben's um you know we wanted him front and center stage so it was actually pretty challenging finding uh people that fit that bill and, and luckily sky had worked with poncho before and hey, you guys had done candy corn together right yeah 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 okay yeah but we met way before that before candy corn and poncho brought me into candy corn oh okay and yeah, Poncho is a great guy. Yeah. yeah, a great guy. And his, you know, his uh, audition tape that he sent over was just spot on. And he just, he really encapsulated that, you know, because, uh, you know, we were after the the Sid Field, the Robert McKee kind of screenwriting guru mixed with the used car salesman and, yep. you know, just had this kind of <laughs> um, that, you know, like, sorry, Poncho. <laughs> like, um, but it just it, like his interpretation of that character just fit exactly what we were looking for. Um, and he had so many subtleties that he brought to it that we could have never even yeah. uh, imagined to begin with. And it just, and that's, and that's one of my favorite things about filmmaking is, you know, you slave over these words and, and uh, the screenplay and the story itself. And mm -hmm. um, you kind of never really know hundred percent of it's working until it starts coming to life. You start seeing auditions, you start seeing people's uh, interpretations of the character. And, and, and then when you're on set, it's just this, uh, I believe it's just kind of pure magic seeing it come to life. And it uh, um, that's, I feel like when you know, like, oh, wait, no, we got something here. And, that, yeah. and that's how every day on the set of shooting Ben Evans. And we just, um, and when Sarah, ha uh, Sarah Key, who plays Kathy, when she mm -hmm. had sent over her, her audition tape, um, we had some, we had some great auditions uh, for that. And it was really hard to narrow it down. And I remember sending her audition tape to Josh Mallerman and, um he she kind of reminded him a little bit of um uh one of the actresses in bird box um not i don't think it was sandra bullock i think it was uh the other woman sarah paulson hmm, uh, i could see that a little bit yeah yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. there's something that kind of like and it was right off of kind of like the heels of bird box doing really well and it seemed kind of like a like an omen or something like that like um like hey you know this 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 woman and you know and we liked that she uh she you know like from being from sweden like she had a very distinctness to, to her as well and 
So it, we just want it to be this eclectic mix of unique personalities and, and unique people. Um, and I, I think we, I think we built that and yeah. I continue doing that in the, the feature. Um, and um, it's got a great vibe. Yep. It really does. And that's, and that's hard to, that's hard to get to accomplish with casting and everything on a, such a small budget. Yeah. We, we, I think we really accomplished a, a, a film that has a distinct vibe mm -hmm. and it's consistent. And it was interesting watching again with the crowd. It was the first time I was really paying attention to the chemistry between you and Sarah, um, which there is, I mean, obviously it's, it's not the usual chemistry you're looking for. It's not romantic chemistry. It's not right. even conversational chemistry because Ben Evans is so far gone from reality. <laughs> There's really no chance for that. But, it's very awkward, right? Yeah. And and watching her kind of puzzle over you, um, it it helped me understand better. The first few times I'm watching, I'm like, why is she going back to his house? <laughs> and this is the it's like she's trying to figure him out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like an inherent curiosity, you know. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, there was in, the short story had a a little bit more in depth on on Kathy, mm -hmm. um, and it was it was just something we just didn't have the ability to to showcase. Um, and I think that you know Ben is. Um, you know, like in a Ben Evans film, you know, there's still a love story, but it's between mm -hmm. Ben and Jim. And, yeah. um, you know, I think that's something that's it's going to carry over into uh, the feature because, you know, Ben cares about his movie. And, yeah. uh, you know, he ain't got time for, you know, any, you know, love interest or anything like that. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, we, we, we purposely wanted, you know, someone that's, uh, kind of uh i guess maybe wouldn't look typical you know mm -hmm. of, of someone you know um chasing that kind of character and um you know we think that uh you know we had, we achieved that with with sarah and um you know i uh it plus it to me it's 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 funny because you know I I I love the idea of you know just the, the nosy neighbor especially when you're doing something as insane as Ben is doing you know someone who's always on your heels and mm -hmm. yeah um, you know I I think it's it's funny to play into that nosy neighbor motif under the conditions of which we utilize her with her you know always up in Ben's business and Ben's and it's and it's not like. You know, I've, I've seen movies where you know the nose or neighbors kind of catching it, you know, catching on to the fact that their neighbor's a serial killer or something like that. But like mm -hmm. Ben's not that, you know, he's he's doing something weird and bizarre, but it's not inherently, you know. I mean, there's he's Ed he's Ed Gein light, yeah, with, with <laughs> yeah, without the without know, the murder and nipple belts, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> He's not making lampshades. <laughs> it's funny to me that you have this guy that's kind of like not really doing any harm, but he's still also like, you know, breaking some laws along the way. Um, so I, I think it's funny to kind of toe that line and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, play with that. Cause I, I feel like most people might expect it, yeah. it to go that route. Like, okay, if he'll do this, like what, what would he do? But, you know, I think that's, 
um, the, the surprise of Ben, you you don't think he's going to go the route that he actually is going to go. So yeah, yeah. But ben lives in a world. If you know Sam Hatton, there in the in the feature, there's not going to be policemen. <laughs> wow, monitoring the streets, and it's a pretty much laissez-faire type of town <laughs> right do, do what you want it's there's no police presence there's no nothing really holding ben back from like oh i want to do this i'll do it oh i want to do this i'll mm -hmm. do it <laughs> well that, that, let's talk about that a little bit because i've if there's one thing i've always enjoyed about your performances sky it's your interpretations um, in everything I've seen you in, watching how you interpret lines, how you interpret characters, how you interpret scenes when you have no lines, um, the the beautiful moment in Ben Evans when you are um, listening to Jim talk and you're you're you know he's doing the the um he's like a a motel uh conference room realtor <laughs> getting everybody pumped up and you your face your expression i remember we all back behind the monitors during that scene a lot of us had to leave because your face was so intense it, it became comical and then it became scary again then it became comical when oh you're, wow when you're in those moments how much forethought do you put into how you're playing None. the scene? you're just staying None. in the moment then None. I mean, I know the the umbrella of, of what I'm under, mm -hmm. but stay in the moment and 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 feel it. Yeah, and listen and feel. Mm -hmm. and that's pretty much my thing. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad, but uh, it's worked, really, man. <laughs> yeah, I really, I, I don't. I think I look at a lot of these scenes like like theater. You can rehearse all you want off, but when you get in front of a crowd, everything falls away and you have to be in the moment. And yeah. you, uh, it's, it's a theater performance. Mm -hmm. Rather Good. than thinking things out, then it, it becomes stale to me. I mean, I yeah. know a lot of actors plan everything out. Yeah. They have different things planned out. And they'll use mm -hmm. this, they'll use that. I think that's stale. It's like music too, like jazz. Yeah. You plan your licks out before you go and play in the t the tune. That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> right? Yeah. Absolutely. You plan no. stuff out. It's 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 improvised. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And and that is a major part of acting is it's and I don't think it's talked about enough is being in that moment. You can't let yourself leave that moment. You can't think about what you're going to do after the scene's done. You can't think about, oh, yeah. I've got to get back to to my agent. I got to do that. You yeah. have to be there and present that entire time. Um, and that that goes for movies or live theater where you've got to be have that presence. When you are in those moments, that energy usually spreads. And I, James, were you feeling that? from the other actors involved were they were they I, I definitely did I could think of a couple scenes and and specifically from this shoot where you could you could almost feel that sort of weird energy spread and everybody almost and this gets a little hippy dippy but almost communally melding and going oh yeah this is this is the reality we're in and we're gonna just wow I love that it. I love um, that 
uh, there there were a couple scenes between you and Sarah that were definitely like that, where where she realized she was in this reality, didn't really like it, but couldn't do anything about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> did you did were you feeling that as you were directing, or were you, I mean, there was so much. There's so much to focus on when you're directing a film. And performances, you want to focus on James, but I know sometimes you're also thinking about, are we getting this shot right? Is it lit right? Is everything ready to go the way I want it to go? Um, yeah, you know, it's, I, I think that um, anytime on set, it's just kind of, I mean, I snap into the moment itself uh, as well. And, you know, I think working with, with John Beavers, um, he, he just covers all so that. Oh, good. Yeah, he covers all that, and it's just like... And I, he's I the, just just for the listeners, he's the DP on this. And, yeah. And uh, great cinematographer. Yeah, and he he's he's got this magnificent attention to detail, and um, I, I don't even have to think about that sort of thing. So I can mm -hmm. really fully engage in what's happening on the screen, uh, working with the actors, because um, I, just, I just know that... Um, from what John and I will, you know, sit and map out in terms of like what we're thinking for coverage or specific shots or mm -hmm. um, a, a, any, you know, stylized shots outside of just, you know, straight coverage. Um, we just know that he's just going to nail it and he's going to add in all these little subtleties um, that just, um, just reach further than we ever thought possible. And, so that's one great thing about working with him. And we've, you know, we've worked with a handful of, of cinematographers and mm -hmm. um, this, uh, we knew, uh, I think even before we started shooting a thing that we, we would work with him again and bring him back again and again. Um, you know, we already have, you know, we're already in talks, you know, possible like other projects with him and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. like, out of Evans because he's just yeah. a great collaborator. Um, he's just a all around great dude and right. just covers all bases. And you don't even have to think or worry about what is captured on. All you have to focus on is, um, you know, the performance at hand. And yeah, um, yo, and if there's yo, know, and, and the thing is, he's he's also like so easygoing. You know, if we have to make some adjustments or like, hey, you know, we pushed in a little too mm -hmm. fast a little bit slower let's hey you know what there's this object in the background is catching some light or whatever you know right. he's mm -hmm. sweet you know he cares so much about what's in frame and um i i i think that it's just it takes one thing off of our plate yeah that i know that's always every director i've ever talked to or known they it always comes down to that collaboration of having a dp you can trust that's first and foremost beyond anything else before they think about actors before they think about anything else they're thinking about who's the guy i can trust behind the lens so that i'm not working so hard and um that's so key but in this case you mentioned earlier your uncle brett who co-wrote this with you you guys also co-directed and this isn't the first time you've done that what is that process like for two of you um it usually like the the directing process or kind of like the overall kind of i think overall let's i know getting into the specifics of directing especially but overall what is that process um overall it's it's usually um whether it's a short or a script that we're working on it, i mean it usually just starts with one of us pitching the other the idea mm -hmm. um and from that 
Um, usually, usually one of us will sit and kind of write the first pass and then we'll get together and break it down and hammer it out. And then, um, most often we'll just get to a period where we're sitting in a room together for like two weeks straight and just hammering it out. Mm -hmm. and, um, which, I mean, that was, uh, that was the process for the, our first feature spin, which we did like 13 years ago. Um, you know, we were, we got comfortable with the script. We're like perfect, ready to go. But then we like one of us pointed out a problem, which led to other problems. So we just sat in a room and hammered it out for two weeks. And then when it came time to work on the feature for Ben Evans, um, mm -hmm. pretty much just got to a point where we're like, you know, I had laid down the groundwork. He had gone over it. And then we sat in and just went and hammered at it together. And um our writing process differs um i'm you i'm very very fast um and uh then i'll go back and refine um mm -hmm. and he kind of refines as he goes so at the end of the day i could have 30 pages he'd have two but i'd have to go over and over and over again <laughs> and so but then when it comes into the next stage when we when we work in uh you know we're always kind of conversations there's phone calls we're in person we're, we're always talking about a project leading up to when we're actually shooting mm -hmm. and what our expectations are so that way when we come on set we pretty much know what each other wants out of it and um we'll kind of talk amongst ourselves um if something doesn't look right if we want to change something or whatever um and we approach it as a unit um and it's not that often that we'll have disagreements, but in certain instances like that, we'll just try it each way. Um, and then in the final edit, we'll see which one plays out. Mm -hmm. um, no egos involved with uh, either of us. Um, and in terms of collaboration, it's a, it's a very easy collaboration. And what I like, is, um, I mean, there's there's an age gap. Uh, you know, I'm 39, he's um, 63. Mm -hmm. and, um, so his experiences and my experiences, I feel like they come together to create um, uh, a lot of uh, interesting uh, uh, characters, you know, because mm -hmm. there's people who travel the world. Um, you know, he meets a lot of interesting people that he will draw from. And, um, you know, being a day giant, I, you know, I meet a lot of different people and stuff like that. So we kind of, it's a great place where we can kind of meet together on a lot of different things. And, um He's been an avid movie go his whole life. So I mean he he watches a couple movies a day. So he's in terms of like um cinema knowledge, I mean he sur surpasses me because you know, he, uh, you know loves to to watch and you know I he he watches everything and I, I kind of stick towards horror, thriller, um that genre. So um mm -hmm. and yeah, on, on on set, it's it's he's, he's very he's very quiet and shy. So it's usually I'm the one that's involved in talking and you know interacting with everyone. And you know he kind of I, I speak on the behalf. It's like a pen and teller situation or something like that. You know, he's this, this silent observer that uh, stands <laughs> back and you know he'll he'll chime in every so often. But mm -hmm. uh, usually, if uh, he you know since we've spent so much time making sure we're on the same page before we start shooting um, that, you know, everything that I'm saying and addressing are things that uh, we've already talked about. So. That, I mean, it, it seems to me like it would be so um, it, it either 
either it works well or it would be a nightmare. <laughs> One of the two trying to to share those duties. But um, and I was skeptical when we went up to work on it. Actually, I was like two directors. Eh. But it was exactly as you described. You guys really do work well together. Um, there was I I never really saw any conflict that wasn't necessary. And when it was necessary, the conflict was resolved quickly. It was discussed. It wasn't loud. It wasn't brash. Um, it even on you know a sixteen hour day, you guys were still absolutely civil, which is almost unheard of. But um, uh, it it was really fun to watch you two work together. Um, so I was curious about that process for that reason. That's really interesting. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, of course. So. The film, the short film itself, is that still available on Vimeo for anyone to get to, or is that still password protected? Um, it's it's available. Um, it's on YouTube. It's on Vimeo. So it's okay, available. Uh, I'll put links for that out with the with this when I release it. Okay, sweet. And then, so let's talk about the fundraising now for the feature. Um, let me let me just interject something here with the fundraising since. Since we don't have our our Indiegogo ended and our Kickstarter ended, mm -hmm. we might, and I'll bounce this over to James. It's, we haven't really talked about this relative to this podcast, but uh, um, I was thinking we give you Anthony DeMaria's number. He's the guy that's kind of our first AD line producer. He's putting on all kinds of hats to raise money for us for us for this film okay and he's organizing it so it'd be best if anyone wants to like put money into it contact him can we give you what do you think of that james i think i think that's a great idea um you know because he's really he he loves the script he's he's been um hitting the pavement you know trying to to make some contacts and and uh you know he has um, some leads that he's 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 working on, and um, he's a big advocate for the script. Wants to be involved, and um, so I right. think in, anyone reaching out to him, he can handle any sort of um, financial. Um, he he'll be able to answer any of those questions and stuff like that. Okay. So. Um, at the end of this, I'll get his email from you guys rather than yeah. blow okay. up his phone. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put his email. Maybe there. blow up his phone too. That's fine. It's fine, man. Because he he'll take it any way he he wants to hear from people. Who knows who's going to see this? That'll say, you know, I love this. I'll, I'll put some money okay. into it. What yeah. um? What's your what's your goal? Financially, fine financially, not not in life, not in general. But three three hundred. Okay. 300k that's a very reasonable we'll, goal yeah and we we can get there we will get there we're rounding up our investors mm -hmm. uh do you have any matching investors like production companies that are willing to match or anything like that when you reach no, a certain we, amount you know we haven't touched base with any production companies yet that are okay. talking about matching funds we haven't okay. gotten that but, but okay. uh anthony has some investors some okay. venture people that mm -hmm. do this that are going to be looking at it and we're you know we're going to shoot for starting production in you know late spring early summer okay. are you hoping to shoot in michigan james or are you looking at other locations i uh, we're 
we're we're we're leaving it open you know ideally it'd be great to shoot in in detroit we have a lot of connections here that we can utilize um Mm -hmm. it might make more financial sense to shoot somewhere that has an incentives but again that all depends on Mm -hmm. you know what find um in terms of incentive and where we land financially with our budget um you know um Mm -hmm. and the thing is if we move crew if we have to fly crew from from detroit and house them and you know that gets expensive where all they really need to have to need to do is fly me from la to detroit Mm -hmm. um you know what i'm saying everybody else can be local hire yeah yeah yeah. Well, cool. And we've got well, a cameo for for uh, Dylan and Julie. That's not left our minds yet. <laughs> Remember? What were we talking about? Playing. Oh yeah, yeah. We'd be, we'd love to do that. That'd be fun as hell. Yeah, yeah. We'd love that. You we think I a, forgot just, about that, man? We just did a gig the other night. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Very cool. Get you guys in some kind of costume and Oh, we've got we've already got costumes. We've got closets full. She <laughs> ran two theaters, so we've got loads of costumes. Are they housed at Nilbog Manor? Manor, they absolutely are. <laughs> <laughs> the wigs are all in a storage locker, but everything else is here. So <laughs> Wow. Well deal. Cool. Well, I will, uh, I'll get this up on Monday. If you guys could shoot me his info, um, I'll get that up with the description of this. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to say on this before we close up shop here? Uh, I'm, I'm a proud second time guest on Walter Paisley movie house. Thank you. We love having you every time. <laughs> third. Uh-huh. This is your third, actually. Remember we did the short interview at Days of the Dead and then Oh yeah, this is three. Later. Yeah. Three's you're now, a charm. You're you're, not, you're my Tony Randall now. I'm gonna call oh, you wow. in anytime I have a dropout. <laughs> Man, I love Tony Randall. Oh my God. What a guy. Well, they cool. don't make well, them like that anymore. They man. do not. Well, God. all you're gonna do is get, knock up a lady when you're in your 80s, and you could you could be him exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Did he do really? Oh yeah, he was prolific. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, man. Very cool. Thank you guys very much. This is awesome. We'll talk to you in a bit, James. All right. Sounds Take good. care, guys. See ya. Bye bye. How about that? If you guys want to help make a movie come to be. Here's some opportunities for you. There are links in the description of this to the short film. I think you guys will like it. It is a lot of fun. Very interesting, dark, disturbing, but also funny. And uh, if you want to help a feature be made out of it, this is your chance to do it. In the meantime, get out in the world. Check things out. Have some friends. Go get dinner. Grab some drinks. But take care of your servers because it's the Walter Paisley Movie House and we do not piss on hospitality. See you next time.